and welcome to EXO Higher Self. I'm Bunny Michael, and this is the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. It's so lovely to be here with you as always. I hope you had a beautiful weekend. Mother's Day was on Sunday. I know that that can be a joyful time and also a challenging time for some folks. On our Patreon, I put up a higher self video confessional every month. It's basically a video where I share a personal story from my life and how I found my higher self through that experience. You can access all of those video episodes if you're a Patreon subscriber of $5 a month. But anyways, this month's video, I talked about Mother's Day and how we can expand our idea of what mothering looks like. You know, I've had my own struggles with wanting to be a mom, and I had to really look within and ask my higher self, okay, what is the essence of mothering, and how can I make that part of my life no matter what the future holds for me? Mothering is an energy, a nurturing, divine, feminine energy that we all have within us. And nurturing ourselves and giving ourselves the care and support that maybe we feel we didn't get as a child is so incredibly healing. It's funny that we think just because we're grown up, we don't need to be nurtured, but of course we still need to be nurtured because we actually don't stop growing. It's not like you reach adulthood and you don't need encouragement and support and guidance. We just have to learn how to cultivate it for ourselves. We have to lean on the people that we can depend on. We have to lean on our higher selves. We have to cultivate relationships and environments that are optimal for that kind of inner blossoming. Before we get started, I do have a couple of announcements. First, we are going to be taking three weeks off from the podcast. This episode is our 43rd episode in a row, and that does not include our bonus episodes. So aka, I need a little bit of a break. But don't fret because we are going to replace those episodes with compilation episodes. So it's kind of like a remix of old question and answers that we're forming into new episodes that we will be posting every Wednesday. So you are still going to get your dose of weekly exo higher self. And we will still be releasing new bonus episodes on our Patreon. So if you're a subscriber, you can have access to those new bonus episodes every other Friday. And if you're not, be sure to become one at patreon.com forward slash XO higher self. It keeps the podcast going and you can get that awesome bonus content. I also want to invite you to join the Higher Self Community mail list. This is a mailing list that I actually have had for a while. I just don't really talk about it very much or even really post about it. But I send out monthly Higher Self love letters, and I'll soon be offering some other special surprises on my mail list. So please sign up. You can sign up either at the bio of my Instagram account or you can sign up in the show notes. I'm going to be leaving a link down there. And finally, I have another special offering. So a few weeks ago on one of the episodes, I asked you listeners to 
send us a recording of you sharing a personal higher self moment, you know, an experience where you were challenged and then you channeled your higher self to get a new perspective and find a solution. So at the end of this episode, I will be playing one listener's higher self moment that they sent in, and I'm really excited to share it with you. It's just so beautiful and sweet, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Okay, without further ado, let's get started on the questions. Hey, Bunny. Um, I'm calling because my friend encouraged me to send in a voice memo and ask a question, Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know if they would read it or see it or post it and she was like you should post you should send one in anyway so I'm going to um so thank you for everything you do um my question is about spirituality kind of and um connecting to people that you love who have passed away I feel really disconnected from the people that I love who are passed away and I've I think it's probably because I never really had like a faith or a spirituality growing up. I was raised Catholic, but I never felt connected to that. Um, and I'm not practicing now. Um, but I had a friend pass away during COVID. She died in July. And I just really want to feel connected to her. And I don't. Um, and I don't know how to. I try to visualize her, but I visualize her in her body and she's, you know, not in her body anymore. So that feels confusing. And then I try to visualize her as like a ball of light or energy around me, but that doesn't make me feel better. It just makes me feel angry that she's not here. So um, I just feel a lot of conflicting emotions, probably because grief isn't linear and I'm still grieving. But I guess my question is, how do I like better connect with her? Because she just feels really far away. Um, thank you for any advice you have about connecting Um, to loved ones that you just miss, um, who are gone. Thank you. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss and thank you for sending in your question and being so vulnerable. You hit the nail on the head when you said grief isn't linear. And yes, you are still grieving. Connecting to loved ones who have left the body doesn't mean it's going to always feel like hearts and butterflies. And why should it? Was your relationship always hearts and butterflies? No, it was complex and it was a whole spectrum of emotional experiences. And love holds all of it. The grief, the anger, the confusion, the regret, the joys, the laughs, all of that is held in love. You missing her is a testament to that love and every feeling that is coming up is sacred. I think everyone's connection to spirit is deeply personal, and I don't want to sit here and tell you what is the correct way to connect to her spirit because I don't know. But what I do want to say is that you will feel what is the right way for you when the time is right. I know you miss her and want to be with her, but that can color your perception of what it is that you're trying to connect to. Maybe the attachment is too strong right now. Maybe you're searching for an old feeling when it's a new type of bond that you're cultivating together. You said you'd never really had a spiritual practice, but loving is a spiritual practice. And every time you love, you are raising your consciousness to that higher state, a higher dimension that understands you are not limited to your body. 
You are beyond. You are eternal. You are one with divinity. You are everywhere. A part of you is always with her because you are spirit too. Just because you're not always conscious of that connection doesn't mean it's not happening. So rest easy, hun. Take it one day, one moment at a time. You are always held. There's nothing that you have to do. And if you feel called to, write your friend a letter. Express those sacred feelings onto paper. That will help you move through them. I'm sending you lots of love. Hi, Bunny. Um, first, I just want to say like how much I appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, I'm a longtime Instagram follower, first-time caller. When I found out that you had a podcast, I was like so excited. It was like exactly what I needed. Um, I'm calling in because I just had an argument with my partner. Um, for context, we've been together for just over three years, and since the beginning of our relationship, there's just been a lot of difficulties surrounding sex. Um, he's my, my first, like, real relationship, um, my first sexual relationship, definitely, and my only sexual relationship. And it took me until a little over a year of dating to actually, for us to actually have sex. Um, and this, the same version of this conversation has been repeating itself over and over again over the course of our relationship where he is sexually frustrated um, and doesn't feel like I'm attracted to him. And I, I understand why I understand where he's coming from because I, I don't express it, um, often and I don't really like initiate sexual encounters very often. Um, I think part of it is that we have kind of a, a difference in sex drive. Um, but I think it's just really hard for me to not see myself as the problem and like there's something wrong with me. I feel like it's really hard for me to not see myself as a child um, and as like a sexual being and to be comfortable with my desire and like expressing my desire. And I just, I keep having to try and justify my attraction to him in these arguments that we have. And then I get just so in my head about everything having to do with sex that I, I don't, I don't express any of that after the fact. And it's just a really, um, hard cycle to be in, um, especially because there's, there's nothing wrong with the sex that we do have. I think it's, I, I really enjoy it. Like, I feel very connected to him emotionally and physically and I don't, I just don't, I don't know why I have such a hard time, like, expressing that to him and being, I, I just, I feel like I'm a bad partner a lot of the time, and I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to stop feeling like I'm broken in some way because I don't, I just don't feel empowered sexually, I guess. Um, 
So I guess I I don't really know what my question is. Um, I would just love to hear your perspective on this. Um, thank you so much for everything you do. There is nothing wrong with you and you never ever have to do anything you don't feel comfortable doing. Not with your boyfriend, not with anyone. Sex is so vulnerable. Initiating sex is vulnerable. You are not a bad partner. And even though it's understandable that your partner is struggling, feeling desired, he also has to understand that you have a different relationship to your sexual expression. Just because something is easy for him doesn't mean it has to be easy for you. I'm sure there are things that you do in the relationship that would make him feel very vulnerable doing. Our fears of vulnerability manifest differently for different people. And it makes sense that now, because this has been an ongoing conflict, it's just taking the romance out of it and put this pressure on you to perform, which then makes it even harder. So y'all have just kind of gotten into this cycle. But that is okay. I mean, this stuff happens. Navigating sex in a partnership isn't always easy. Both of you have to feel validated and safe. And even though the two of you are having conflicting needs at the moment, you two are still both trying to get the same thing. Understanding and love and validation from one another. Not to get too personal, but do you masturbate? Masturbation can be a safe space for you to connect to what feels good to you and what actually gives you pleasure, what gets you in the mood. Sometimes connecting to your sexual side, you know, it just takes a little getting used to. Like if you go without it for a long time, maybe you forget about that part of yourself. But orgasms and pleasure are a great source of self-care. It's a way to relax. It's a way to get a hit of dopamine and serotonin. Maybe getting a great vibrator can help. Some people say you can use a vibrator too much, but I think it really helps ease the process along, if you know what I'm saying. When you masturbate, because no one is watching, if that's what you want, <laughs> the pressure is lifted and you can, you know, get in touch. Pun intended. LOL. Okay, that was corny. The point I'm trying to make is there is nothing shameful about feeling apprehensive or not being in the mood. Sex is mostly mental, and if you shame yourself, you're only adding another layer of self-judgment, and that definitely doesn't help you feel like you actually deserve pleasure and deserve to experience that kind of love expressed physically. Can you think of a time when you and your boyfriend had a pleasurable emotionally safe sexual experience in the past? What was it that made you feel good at that time? Was it the environment? Was it something you were wearing? Was it something he said or maybe didn't say? Is it possible to expand your idea of what initiating sex looks like? What if it's not this big performative gesture and simply a text from your bedroom to him in another room saying, let's make love? Understanding what works for you in the bedroom, it just takes some trial and error and some experimentation. If you really feel at a loss, 
you can always talk to your OBGYN about your sex drive. A lot of this stuff is just hormonally related. And you can get some guidance on that from a medical professional. Your boyfriend needs to understand that what you need is to feel supported in this process. I still sometimes get nervous with my spouse. And even if I do want to initiate it, it's like hard sometimes. You know, I get tongue-tied. It happens. We all grew up in a culture that kept sex in this weird, closed-off, shameful space. So unlearning and unpacking all of that stuff in our subconscious can take some time. It just takes time to feel comfortable. Be patient with yourself. You're an amazing partner. You two love each other. And coming together and supporting each other in this process is going to make you two closer. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. The following question mentions suicidal thoughts. Hey, Bunny. Um, I never thought I would be doing one of these calls, um, but I'm slowly losing hope, and I don't know what to do about it anymore. Um, I just want answers. I guess I hate not knowing or hate not being in control of things, but um, I've struggled a lot with depression and anxiety, and it's been getting worse. Um, I'm just slowly becoming a sadist or a nihilist or cynical. I'm slowly, like, losing hope of finding happiness or contentment in this world because there's just so much evil, and I'm only one person, and I'm not able to fix all the problems in the world. And I know it sounds really small, I don't know, but it just sucks because every single day I wake up and There's just so much going on, and it's overwhelming, and I don't know what to do about it. And I don't know, just watching people, I don't know if it's their natural state. I don't want to say that, but, like, the first thing that they do is go on the eviler side. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, like, who, why would anybody kill somebody for a small thing? Like, why is that, why does that exist? Why do people torture animals for fun or for money? And... I just feel like if I'm not doing my part in the world and doing good, and if this is what it is, if this is what life is at 23, I don't want to keep feeling this way for the rest of my life. I don't want to keep struggling with myself and fighting with myself. I just, like, I slowly don't want to be here. I want to stop my own suffering, but I also don't want to hurt my family. But I just feel like a burden, and I I don't know. Um... I guess I'm just asking for some hope or why everything the way everything is the way it is and I know that it's imperialism and 
capitalism and it just sucks because the people in power are withholding and maintaining this kind of world but yeah um everything just feels like hi bunny um i guess i was speaking for too long um in my previous voicemail and it cut off short um yeah um i hope you got an idea um what i wanted to say and there's just so much competition in this world um and i guess that i don't know um, I just don't know how to keep on living. Basically, I don't know what to hang on to. I don't. I don't have any like friends or family. I don't. I don't know how. I do have friends and family, but they're more like superficial. Um, like I, whenever I start opening up, I, I feel like I do scare them away. Or the people I surround myself aren't very supportive because um, they have different mindsets, which is completely fine. But uh, I just want somebody. I just don't want to feel like I'm alone. And um, I really appreciate your podcast. I think your podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to, and it was probably one of the best decisions. So thank you very much for everything that you do. Bye-bye. Babe, you are not alone. This world needs a lot of healing, and because you have such a big heart, you feel things deeply. And that is an amazing gift to have, but it's not always an easy gift to have either. Part of this path is learning how to manage your life So you're not only channeled into the suffering that needs to be healed, but you are also channeled into the love that is everywhere in this world as well. The news doesn't talk about the good things that people do every day. There's no headline about the passion, the dedication, the care, the love, the guidance, the vulnerability of everyday people everywhere. Look out your window and what is it that you're focusing on? Can you see a mother walking down the sidewalk holding their toddler's hand who's just learning how to walk? Can you see the server outside the restaurant that despite their tiring job still manages to smile and small talk with their customer? Can you see the graffiti on the wall, the colors of the artist's imagination, the courage it took for them to paint it? the hopes they had of inspiring everyone that sees it. Can you see the guys hanging out on the stoop, cracking jokes, maybe passing a joint around, soaking up the day sun? Can you hear the birds chirping, flying limb to limb, building a nest for their babies? Can you feel the wind, the same wind that touches the skin and carries the smells and spirit of everyone in its path? This life is the process of awakening to love. Love is always there, even if we aren't conscious of it. Yes, there are people who have strayed off the path of love, who are just trying to fill a void they think they have. So they take and they take and they take. And that cycle has created needless suffering. But their story isn't the whole story. Not even close. There is no denying living in this world isn't easy, but we are here. So what are we going to do? Wallow in the fact that they're suffering or learn how to transcend the suffering by letting love be our guiding light? We do have a choice. We can choose love. If you're having any thoughts about ending your life, I want you to reach out for help. Your friends and family may be in a different place right now, but they love you. Can you love them for who they are too? All of these feelings are understandable, but feelings aren't facts. 
And there are people who are experienced with these thoughts that can help you get out of that tunnel when you need it. Therapists, counseling, group therapy, hotlines that you can call. Think about all the people who are on the other end just showing up to be there for those that need it. I mean, look at that love. That's amazing. Babe, you are here for a reason. You are a gift to this world. You are divine. You are love. Your spirit transcends all of it. Hi, Bunny. Um, I'm recently going through a breakup with someone who, while I was in the relationship, I felt there was um, a big part of me that wasn't being fulfilled emotionally. Um, and I did a lot of convincing that, of you know, to myself that I was, you know, trying to have my partner meet too much of my own fulfillment needs. Um, and so I think by doing that, I kind of sold myself short a little bit and stayed in the relationship again where I wasn't feeling happy. Um, the uh, relationship recently ended um, and it was their choice. And despite not feeling happy in the relationship, I'm still feeling really, really lost and really upset to have the relationship end. Um, I'm obsessing over this person and the relationship, um, and I'm just in a lot of pain. Um, and it's confusing because, again, I feel like I wasn't, I knew I wasn't being fulfilled in the relationship, so I don't know why I'm still so attached to it now. Um, and I also don't know how to convince myself of what I feel I know is true, that I deserve better and I should just, you know, leave it completely, leave this person, stop trying to get their attention, stop obsessing over what could have been with them and just move on. I know that's what I, I want to do and what I deserve to do, but I can't actually take the steps to get there and I guess I don't know what they are. So my question would be, after all of that, um, would be how did I get myself to really trust my higher self and allow myself to leave this relationship and this person in the past in a way that, you know, honors what it meant to me um, and honors the pain and the struggle that I'm going through. Um, I don't know if any of that makes <laughs> If it did, thank you so much. Just because you broke up doesn't mean the attachment just automatically disappears. That takes time. You're used to being with them, talking with them, thinking about them, making plans with them. So getting used to not doing all of those things is really, really challenging. On top of that, you're grieving what your hopes had been for this relationship. You were very comfortable with them, even if a part of you knew you weren't happy. We often stay in unhappy situations because it's easy and it's what we know. Now, the universe has taken you out of that situation and you're no longer feeling comfortable. You're feeling very uncomfortable. Just because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Getting stronger is uncomfortable. So you are already taking the steps. This is part of the steps. Breakups aren't pretty because it's like 
every day you're swimming in the river without your normal life raft to hold on to. Even though that life raft was falling apart anyways, now you have to swim on your own. You have to use your own arms and legs and you're tired and you're looking back at that beat up old life raft behind you and you're like, ugh, maybe I really need that thing. But then days and days go by, time keeps going, and you're still staying afloat, using your own arms, your own legs, and after some time, you realize your arms and your legs have gotten so much stronger. They've built up so much muscle, and you see that that life raft you thought you needed was actually an obstacle to accessing your own strength to learning how to depend on yourself to lift yourself up. This is what happens on the other side of a breakup. You're not obsessing. You're not. You're just relearning how to swim without them. And as more time goes by, the fear passes, the patterns change, and you stop looking back. Your higher self is cheering you on. You got this. Just be patient with yourself and honor your process. Okay, now before we wrap up, it's my pleasure to play for you a listener's higher self moment. Here you go. Hi, Bunny. I just listened to your episode where you were sharing a higher self story about the person in the grocery store that was yelling angrily on the phone and how you ended that experience with sending that person love and feeling compassion for them and understanding that we all get caught up in anger and and these rants and we kind of can spiral like that. And I immediately thought of this higher self moment that I had recently where I had this experience with my partner where Um, there was kind of a misunderstanding and she was supposed to meet me at one place and then she drove to a different place and then she got frustrated and I was like, this is the plan. You're supposed to meet me at this one place. And it was just like this, this frustrating experience. And it ended up kind of like turning into a bigger deal where there was some conflict. And, um, I just know like based on experience in this relationship that like when there's conflict, it's way better to just like take some space um, and then revisit it later when we can both like see each other um, without being clouded by those emotions and that anger that we feel in the moment. And I was trying to like tell her like, I need you to stop texting me right now. Like this isn't going anywhere. And I really think we, we need some space and we can revisit this later. But she like, it was, even though we had decided this was kind of the plan, if anything happened and that we would take space, like she was really caught up in her emotions and was like continuing to text me after I set that boundary. Um, and said like a few hurtful things that I know were just like, just things that, that came out of that moment of anger and I was feeling like really upset about it and I I like stepped back and wasn't responding but I was still just like my stomach hurt and I felt really upset about it and then I just like remembered my love for her basically and I like sat down and closed my eyes and like 
sent her some love. Like I just kept saying over and over again in my head, like, I love you so much. I love you so much over and over. And, and eventually I just felt so much better. Like after sending her that love and later that night she texted me and, and we like made up and it was all good. And I just felt really proud of myself for like dealing with that, like that state where you're just like, you have conflict with someone and then you're like taking space, but it's like brewing and like fighting that urge to say something. And yeah, just like just sitting down and closing my eyes and and kind of telepathically or like from my heart sending some love to her really, really helped and made me feel so much better. And then I like went on with my day and later that night we made up and it was, it was all good. And I just was so grateful that I was able to send her that love and hope that she felt it and also just make myself feel better because I like raised my frequency in that moment and just kind of brought myself to that space of love, which always feels so much better than a space of anger and hate. So that was a higher self moment that I had recently that I was really proud of myself for doing. And yeah, thank you so much for everything you do. This is the first time I've sent something in and I've been listening to your podcast since it came out and been following your Instagram for like years. And I'm just so grateful for you. You've facilitated so much healing in my life and yeah thank you bunny well folks that's the end of the episode thank you so much for being here thank you so much for sending in your questions this sharing this community means everything to me and i just feel so honored to be able to have this platform and connect with all of you be really really kind to yourself this week remember that Patience and compassion is what is going to get you through the harder realizations, right? I am taking a few weeks off, but there will be compilation episodes up, a remix of old questions and answers. I think it's going to be actually really cool to hear past stuff kind of like um, during this time, you know? There's so many. There's This is the 43rd episode, so there's so many questions and answers. Y'all have been so, so great. All right. Have a wonderful week. I love you so much. So does your higher self. Bye-bye. EXO Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 